Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Failure Improvised, a family-friendly role-playing podcast where I try to record our intro in less than 1,735 takes. We're a family-friendly tabletop role-playing podcast where the rules are merely a guide and the real treasure is the gold and the gems we pilfered along the way. I'm your host and resident game master, Tim Mertens, and I am joined today by my two giggly children, Levi and Adeline. Hi! Hi! We're going to be picking up where we left off last episode in the middle of a battle with a giant ice creature. Dun, dun, dun! So, without further ado... Welcome back to Failure Improvised. Welcome back. Where we left off last episode, Daruseth, you had an ice, uh, a giant ice uh, monster standing over you. It had just pummeled you with its giant trunk of an arm, and it had formed out of a bunch of these floating... Clouds. clouds of of what looked like ice particles of some kind that were at first they came into the town they were swirling around checking out the town and then they um when you jumped down to attack them they all sucked up into a single form and formed into this snowy icy beast that is currently standing over you uh it just took its turn and uh pummeled you and it is now your turn in the order. I am going to punch it. Okay. Wait, actually, no, I'm going to use my breath weapon. All right. That's a DC 11 dexterity save throw. Okay, so they have to roll to save. DC 11, you mm-hmm. say? Yes. Okay, actually, I need a minute because I forgot to pull up the character sheets before we started. That's going to be our new theme music. It better not. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, you said a DC 11 dex saving throw? Yes. Okay, it has a minus one to dex. Let's see how it Great. does. Great, yes! It, <laughs> it did not do well. Three! Does it save? No! Um, it's gonna take 2d6 <clears throat> lightning damage. Okay. Five lightning damage. That did not go as well as I had hoped. Five lightning damage. All right. So you, it's a breath weapon, right? So you are standing in front of it and you open your mouth and Xenophia, you see this. Um, He's standing in front of this giant monster and his mouth, Druseth's mouth opens and you see this crackling electricity form in between his teeth and then all of a sudden it comes blasting out in an arc or a cone is it a cone what is it it's a line five by 30 foot five by 30 foot cone you see this line, huge oh, sorry line <laughs> line cylinder line <laughs> line what in the word line do you not understand line. okay it's a sphere got it uh you see you see this um line of electricity shoot out from his mouth and it and the creature just lights up uh, with elect- with this crackling electricity um, it just like flowing through it and you see some of it, it looks like it, it's starting to deform a little bit in places from the heat of uh, the electricity running through its body um, but it's still keeping its form uh, overall um Anything else you want to do on your turn? Um, I'm going. Am I like? I'm like. I have my back to the house, right? Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah, because you had jumped down from the roof, so you're pretty close to the house at the very least. You might be like five feet out from it. I'm gonna disengage. As a bonus action. Yes, using cunning action. Okay. And I'm going to run as far away as possible. If I can, if I can, I'm gonna try and like get the house between me and the creature so you're trying to kind of run around to the side of the house the corner yeah. okay uh I yeah assume, i assume i can't open a door that no would that would be that would be an action okay yeah i'm just gonna run around the house okay so you run around the side of the house are you running towards the in the direction towards Zenafia, or are you running in the opposite direction away from her probably towards. and the townspeople okay so you head towards her She's a couple houses. She's like two houses down, hidden oh, behind. Oh, what, what the was the townspeople's corner. initiative? They were well. They're across the street from you in that bigger building, and they are going to be after you. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to run around the building, and yeah. What's your What's your speed, by the way? I think way? it's thirty. I don't think it's. I think it's just normal. Yeah, thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay. The townspeople are going to go. They each are going to get to, they're going to take a shot at this giant creature that's currently standing in, in the middle of the square in front of the building. And you you look up and you both see up in the windows where the where the townspeople are pointing their, their bows out. You can see that there are now candles lit next to each window and they have arrows with some kind of cloth on the front of it, and they are lighting them on fire with the candle. So 
So let me roll and see how they do. Natural 20, please. Ooh, one natural 20. Yes! Let me look up this creature's AC. I'm not actually sure what it is. Well, a natural 20 will hit. Okay. Well, the natural 20 will definitely hit. But the other two... Okay, so the natural 20 hits. The other two, the arrows, go shoo, shoo. They, ju they go just barely wide, and they uh, you see the flaming arrows um, just fly into the snow just beyond the creature, and they get snuffed out as they, as they land in the snow. You see some smoke come up from them as they uh, get put out by the snow. But Serafina, you see her arrow flies true, and it, it hits the creature square in the back. It's facing away from the building that they're in. Um, and it hits them, it, it hits it square in the back. And uh, let me roll damage and we'll see what happens. Roll as high as possible, please. Because that would be great. Well, they rolled pretty good. Uh, seven, six for the uh, natural 20. So that's 13 plus 4 is 17 damage that they're going to do to this creature. Here's what happens. You see the arrow fly into its back and the the there's there it looks like the tip of this arrow that is covered in these rags it must have been soaked in oil because it's really it's burning really hot and it flies into the back of this creature and starts melting away at the snow and the ice that it's created out of and as this uh, as this happens you see the creature start to lose its form and uh, come apart it just sort of melts apart and the the um, the swarms that were making it up uh, you see them you see them coming apart and then trying to form back together uh, and then coming apart again they can't they they can't fight off the flames and they separate into their own separate clouds again they're now back in their cloud form swarming in this area by the house Zanafia we're back to you can I use create to destroy water on them to destroy obviously you may try it's up to you is that a cantrip that you have no, it's one of my cleric ones. Roll a survival check. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen? Mm-hmm. You are not sure if it would work, but there is a good chance that it wouldn't because it is a creature and not pure okay, water. Okay, then, then I'm going to produce flame. Thirteen. Two hit. 13. Okay, 13 hits. Roll damage. Five damage. Okay, it takes five damage. damage. So you open your palm and, and produce this small ball of fire uh, in your fist, and you throw it at one of these floating clouds, and it explodes uh, all over it and melts some of them away, uh, and you see some of it fall to the ground. Anything else you want to do with your turn? Um, you can move if you want to. That's about all you can do. Okay. Next! Okay. It is their turn. 
you throw this ball of fire at them and it explodes and then uh they some of them melt away but then they begin swirling around from the ground up to about five feet in height and begin to form again into what looks like an icy humanoid but also part almost dog looking it looks like it has a hyena's face to it and stature it stands up on its haunches and it growls in your direction. What it's going to do is it, it looks up behind it and sees the windows open. So, Derusith, you are closest to it. It is going to sprint around the building to where you are. It's going to try to hide from, like, it, it comes around the building and gets on the other side of you so that it's hidden from the building across the street. It's out of view and it is going to reach out and attempt to claw you. Let's see how it does. Natural 20. (sighs) Sorry, bud. Not good. It's not great, no. Oh, Oh man, another one. Come on. All right, you're going to take... Uh, oh, I rolled that a second time, though. Let's see. Oh, that's okay. All right, you're going to take nine slashing damage. And it is going to swipe out at you again. I... Does a 12 hit? No. Just barely misses me. Okay. And then finally... As it swipes across and misses, it's going to snarl and try to take a bite. What? Does a 17 hit? Yes, a 17 hits. I'm only a level three. (laughs) Hang on, I need a smaller die. Good. You're going to take three damage. Its turn is over, and it is back to you, Derusith. Well, I'm not happy. I'm gonna punch it. Okay, go ahead and punch it. Make a well, make an attack roll. No, I'm gonna hit with my rapier. Okay. I want to be able to get out of there. Adeline, that I'm is not... that is. Uh, I don't think that's a monk weapon. It doesn't matter. Cutting action is a. Oh, it's a rogue ability. Okay. That's right. Natural 20. Wow. Congratulations. So I rolled a die twice, right? You rolled a die twice, the damage die, and then you add the modifier. 15 piercing damage. Oh, boy. Ouchie, ouch, ouch. All right, so you swipe at it with your rapier, and you manage to slice across the the midsection of this icy, humanoid-looking manifestation. As you do that, you manage to your your rapier cuts easily through the uh, that that snowy, icy section. It's not as solid in the area where you managed to hit it and you 
cut across as hard as and as fast as you can. And as you do so, the swarm of icy particles fall apart again and they lose shape. You just watch in front of you as this hyena-looking form melts away into multiple clouds of ice particles. Um, if I da- use my bonus action to dash, will it get an attack of opportunity? Like you, so can it attack? Okay, so since you attacked, you can either disengage or you can dash. Yeah, I know. So if you dash, it will get an op- attack of opportunity. If you disengage, it will not. But your your movement is just your normal movement. I will disengage and try and run out behind from the behind the buildings, so where Adeline can see me. Zanafia. <laughs> yes, sure, Zanafia. Okay. You, you. I am hurting. Are you sprinting towards her? Because uh, you can you can head towards her. You know where she is. Yeah. She's she's yes. like she's one building over from where you are right yes. now. Yes, because I am at three HP right now. Ow. Well, she doesn't know that. I mean, she but she looks probably, at you. She, she looks at you and she sees. Ooh, he's not looking too too healthy right now. He he could use a uh, he could use a, a a green smoothie or something maybe. What? <laughs> what? Patch patch him up with some. Sports medicine some Gatorade sport, for anybody. Some sports drink. For, oh, you just need for, you just need some sports for, drink in For you. anybody who's read Heroes of Olympus, you will get that. Hey, Derusith, you haven't been drinking your electrolytes. <laughs> you really, you really got to get on that. Uh, so you disengage and you you sprint over that direction. Or maybe maybe it's more of a hobble at this point. I don't know. I'm not dashing, so I'm not sprinting. It is the townspeople's turn. You see uh, they don't have an angle of attack, and so they are going to hold their actions. Um, they, You see they're, they're waiting. They have... What does uh, holding actions mean? So they are going to wait until they see something appear in their line of sight that, that um, is an enemy. Okay. So holding an action would be you can you can hold a specific action like a specific spell or an attack, for example, um, or other. It could be an other action for when something occurs. So you know you can wait until you can see the the enemy and say you're going to attack, or when they attack one of your um, one of your party members, you can you can say that's that's when you know when they get close, I'm going to do this. And, okay. Uh, but if that thing doesn't happen, then you, it means you don't get to take an action. Okay. Uh, so they are gonna they are they are there with their um, arrows cocked in the bow, um, and they're ready to to shoot at anything that they see, either come out of that alley or elsewhere. Zenafia, it is back to you. Okay, I'm going to. Look at Drusseth and then be like, just, ouch. Yeah, so at this point, he's he's uh, probably five, ten feet away from you. He's uh, in front of the building that you are hiding behind. So you can easily reach him if you I'm going to do cure wounds for uh, it's prepared. So you will have to run up to him because it is a touch range. 
Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay, so you you come out from hiding and you go up to him and you lay your hand on him. Xenophia, go ahead and roll 1d8 and add your spellcasting ability modifier. This oh that wasn't a roll I just dropped. I know, I know. I mean your. It looks like a diamond. Yeah, that's it. Five. So you get healed for five HP. By Xenophia, you feel a uh, warm aura emanate from her hand on your arm, and it spreads through your upper body, and you see as some of your wounds start to immediately close up. You're still hurting, but it has um, helped you at least slightly. All right, Xenophia, anything else you want to do on your turn? You still have about, uh, what's your movement speed? 30? Mm-hmm. So you still have about 20 feet of movement if you want to use it. I'm going to move back to my hiding place. So it is now the swarm's turn. And it is going to emerge. Come, they're going to come flying out of that alleyway. And as they do, you see the town. You look up and you see the townspeople let their arrows fly. Are they flaming arrows or no? These are not because they couldn't see what was happening, so they didn't they didn't um, ready flaming arrows this time. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, they rolled two of them rolled pretty good. So that's gonna be two of those are gonna hit. Yes. I would say. Whoo boy. Nice. One of those is an eight. Ooh. An eight and a four. 12 damage overall. Um, that's going to be 20 damage overall to two of the swarms that come out of... Uh, well, so... Sorry, that's 12 and 8 to two of the swarms. And you see you see these arrows fly down at them. One of them uh, goes a little bit wide, um, but the other two are on target, and they uh, smash into... Uh, two of these swarms, but they they kind of sail through them, and and it looks like they mostly don't do a lot of damage going through, uh, or at least as much as you would hope going through these clouds, um, because they're just not tightly packed anymore into uh, into a solid form. <laughs> One of the swarms is really looking like it's it's pretty thinned out. There's there's not much left to it, um, but the other the other couple of swarms are are looking mostly okay. They come flying out from the alley. They choo, choo, get hit with a couple of these arrows, and they fly towards the two of you, ignoring the arrows that just hit them and as they are flying towards you you see as they begin to form into another shape the first you see these uh, spiny legs begin to form they're not humanoid they're more pointed like a crustacean I guess or an insect of some kind but a huge insect it's a large pretty large creature so these uh, first a couple of legs begin to form and then 
two more and then a body is forming around them as these legs are moving and then you see this head form that looks like it has some kind of carapace covering it but of course it's all it's all made of snow and ice so it's it's all just really in looks more so than than functionality and it has these two huge pincers coming out where its jaw would be Giant and then at the front its front uh, what looks like uh, it would be its shoulders two more arms form and they have spikes or almost hooks at the ends of their front legs I don't know that calling them arms is exactly correct because you can see as it as it forms it begins uh, walking with with all six of its legs that have formed and it heads towards you and uh, the two of you um, and stops you see its jaw open and it spreads its mandibles wide Xenophia it blasts a fine mist of ice particles at you as it gets into a position where it can see down the side of the building. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. I'm going to give you advantage because you are somewhat hidden behind the building. 14. No, wait. Wait, no. Dexterity? Dexterity. 13. Xenophia, it sprays this icy spray at you as it gets around to a position where it can see down the side of the building from in front. You succeed on your dexterity saving throw, so you're going to take five damage. Bad ice monster. Yeah. You both hear in the distance more buzzing. Like wings... No, not more. And I hope it's just the stupid ice. It gets louder and louder. Things that don't reef. And you see flying in from the forest. You see some of the creatures that you encountered the previous night at the cabin flying towards the center of town. There are several of them. They see you down there and they start cackling. <laughs> And uh, one of them in the front is pointing in your directions. They're not going to make it all the way in, but they're they're flying uh, towards town. Hmm. Is it my turn? It is Jerusalem's turn. How is this evil ant demon looking? Right now, it looks okay. I am going to... How close am I to the door? Which door? Um, the... Just whatever building you're in front of? Yeah. You're, uh, well, you're right in front of the building, so it's not far from you. It's, it's a, it's a log house based on, you know, you're, you had explored the town earlier in the day. So, you know, this is, this is one of the log houses that's part of this center of this small village. I'm going to use my rapier on the ant demon with sneak attack since Alan's with, is it, wait, is Alan within five feet of it? She's not. No, because oh. she stepped back into behind the the, build, the the house. She's around the, the corner of the house. And I will say wait, that the creature, the creature is, it, is not standing directly next to you. So you don't need to disengage either. Oh. It like is it, it like it came around like, the building and it, and went to a position where it could um, see this other 
uh, where it can see Zenafia down the side. Is it like looking at, like, is it, could I get a, is there any way I could get an advantage on an attack with against it? Like, could no, I surprise it knows that you're, it? no, it won't be okay. surprised. It knows that you're there. Okay. Um, how close am I to the house that the villagers are in? You're across the street, so there it's... Am it's, I within dashing distance? You could dash there, yes. All right, I'm going to use a bonus action to dash. Okay. So I'm going to... Da- yeah, I'm going to dash over there, and I'm going to open the door, and do I have any extra movement so I can get inside and close the door? Yes, I think if you're dashing, you could, uh, you could get inside and... Would I be able to shut, shut the, the door. door? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. All right. So you, uh, Zenafia, you watch as Daruseth sprints across to the large town hall that the villagers are holed up in, and he runs inside and shuts the door behind him. It is the townspeople's turn. You hear them shouting to one another, Look in the sky! They're coming from the fort! More coming from the forest! And they light another set of flaming arrows and are going to take a shot at this beast that's standing in front of you. Let's see how they let's see how they do. Two of them did good. 27 and a 21 overall. Not a natural 20 unfortunately. Dang. I Dang like it. natural 20s. No, 27, that's wrong. 20 25 yeah, I'm sure it'll still hit. <laughs> yeah, it still hits. And these are going to be the flaming variety. So yes, you see them let their arrows fly <laughs> towards the creature. Oh no, they rolled, they rolled really low. Um, but the arrows fly into this creature, and you hear. <laughs> scream out in pain from the flames lapping up its side and back where it was struck along this icy carapace that it has. But the icy carapace you can see is melting away at these hot flames that have engulfed the head of the the arrow. Actually, can I leave the door open, by the way? Sure, we can say that you left the door open. Because I just realized that Alan can get over here since she's not within five feet of it. These arrows that pierce it lap up the sides and the back, and you see again, it tries to hold on to its form, but it begins to stumble, and its claws are, are crashing into the snowy ground below it as it moves side to side trying to whip these arrows off of it, but they are stuck inside of its form, just continuing to burn away and melt this snow and ice that make up this creature's form. And you see it in the center of the body of this giant monstrous. It looks similar to a praying mantis, but just monstrous, almost like a a cross between a praying mantis and a scorpion without the tail. Thank goodness. And so these these arrows are melting away at this icy carapace and the clouds collapse into the ground and regain their cloud form. And you can see now as a result of that, it looked like the clouds were trying to leap away from 
these flames, but the 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 rags on on these arrows were doused in must have been doused in oil, and they were emitting just very high heat. And much of what was there before, you can see, has been melted away, and now there's a much smaller cloud that is left buzzing around. Xenophia, it is your turn. Can I run? Am I close enough that the any of the clouds would get a, a attack of opportunity if I ran to the No. Main. They're no, they're not standing directly in front of you. Then I'm going to walk going to run it to the main house where the villagers and Druseth are. Okay, you're going to sprint across the street mm-hmm. into the building. Mm-hmm. You so you sprint past this cloud um, as and you're you're taking advantage of this opportunity as you watch it uh, deforming and melting away. You start to to sprint past it. It tries to reach out and swipe at you, but as it does, uh, the claw that reaches out and swipes it loses its shape and turns back into this icy cloud swiping at you. And it just uh, it has no ability to to grab onto you and you. Uh, run right right past it um, as it is just falling apart back into its cloud form and you uh, get across the street and you see these other flying ice creatures flying in from the forest and uh, you slide into the town hall do you shut the door behind you yes as you slide into the town hall Darusith is there and he slams the door right behind you as soon as you cross the threshold. It is the cloud's turn. Uh, It's going to start heading towards these other ice creatures. You see it starting to swarm and, and pulse and make these strange motions and sounds. I'm assuming you went to one of the windows to look out. Yeah. Yeah. So you watch as it is heading over towards these other flying ice creatures or ice demons as you have called them. And it looks like it is trying to communicate with them, but it doesn't quite make it to where where they are. With that, it is going to be their turn and they are gonna continue heading in towards the town center and they stop for a moment to communicate with this cloud and they look in the direction of this town hall. You see them fly up over the roof out of sight, and you cannot see them now. It is your turn, Derusith. Um, I'm going to run up to where the townspeople are, and I'm going to pull out my short bow. And I'm going to um, ready it. Do they have any flame arrows riding, lying around? Well, no, I'm going to ready a normal arrow. Yeah, they do have, they have a few left. You recall from- I can't see anything solid, right? No, you cannot see the ice demons. I'm just going to take a normal arrow and ready. Okay. You can see, I will say, you can see the one cloud that was left from the giant ice monster. That that is still in your line of sight. Well, then maybe I'll take a, I'm going to take a flaming arrow and fire at that. Go ahead and roll to attack. What would be my bonus for that? It, it would be whatever your your bow stats are. I don't have them here. Your short bow is plus four to hit. 
Nice. Okay. At 80 feet, we'll say they're within range. Um, That's 18 to hit. That definitely hits. Roll 1d6 and add 2. Do I get any bonus for the fire? Oh, um, yeah, add an extra d4. Eight. Eight fire damage. Well, would the two damage be fire damage and the six damage be piercing? Yeah. Okay, so two piercing, uh, two fire damage and six piercing damage. Oh, wait, plus two to the piercing? Plus two, yeah. So, so eight. eight piercing, two fire. So you let your arrow fly and it goes smack through the middle of this cloud and you see it smash through and shards go flying from the impact but it, it so it sort of punches a hole through the middle of it but at the same time you also see because of the the oil some of the oil on the arrow seems to rub off onto some of the other shards in the cloud as it flies past and you see more of it start to melt away so it was sorry can you tell me the damage one more time eight piercing and two um fire that cloud is looking pretty small at this point there's uh, almost just wisps left and with that it is the townspeople's turn can i yell something sure save some for me get on up here if you want it there to be any left So the townspeople, two of them are going to take a shot at this cloud that's still there. And Serafina is going to hold her action. She's going to hold an attack for when she sees something in case those uh, other creatures come down. To what? (laughs) To your butts. (laughs) Hang on to your butts. All right, so they are going to... Probably Star Wars. Well, uh, they do say it in Jurassic Park. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> I, I was trying Hold to decide to your between Jurassic Park and Star Wars. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they say it in in other uh, shows or movies too. Um, okay, so I'm gonna roll these attacks against the cloud, and those are both gonna hit. But they're using—they're—they're not using flaming arrows this time, seeing that there's uh, not much left to it. Ooh, they did—they did pretty good. But we'll we'll see how this—see how this works out. You see these arrows fly towards the cloud, and both of them smash through the um, wisps of cloud that remain and smash more of these icy shards to the ground. You see them fall away. It almost looks like it's snowing as they explode and the small particles of ice now are, they they almost float to the ground. There's almost nothing of this cloud left at this point. But there's still some? There's still a little bit. Xenophia, you are up. Okay, I'm going to go upstairs. Right, that's where they are? To where the... Yeah, that's where everyone else is. folk are. And then I'm going to... Um, which one? I'm going to take out my longbow, and I don't know what... It doesn't say. 
you could is is it within your produced flame range because that might be more effective what is the range on that check the back Pro it probably isn't to be probably honest produced flame is it's 30 feet okay. it's it's not that close yeah okay i'm going to sh shoot at it with my longbow it doesn't say what wait you don't have a longbow yeah i do oh wait, i have proficiency <laughs> you do not have a longbow. Sorry. Maybe you have a spell you could use besides produce flame. I'm going to... You could use guiding bolt. I didn't know it's a first level with a range of 120 feet. Yeah, I'll use guiding bolt. Alright, so you are going to roll a spell attack with guiding bolt and add four. 16 to hit. That will hit. So mark off the uh, first level spell slot. You should have two that. marked off at this point. And you're going to roll 4d6 damage. Ooh. Here. I've got nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. What? It, tell me what it looks like. It's a, it's a lightning, right? Or what is it? It is it's probably just pure energy. It's like it's a it's it's a flash of light. It's like a streak of light. So it's sort of like lightning. A you you describe what it looks like. A streak of light just blasts out of my hand at the ice demon cloud thingy. Uh-huh. And just and it just explodes everywhere. Yes. And Ice shards just go flying all over the place, and what does not just get absolutely blasted outwards, the sprinkles down in this fine mist of snow and and ice particles down to the ground, and that cloud is gone. Well, that worked. And when you do that, you hear a commotion coming from, a, it sounds like above the building, Let's see, whose turn is it? Oh, I guess it's their turn. You hear this screeching coming from up on the roof and the sound of wings starting to flap and snow begins to f crumble and fall down past the windows from the roof. A moment later, those creatures fly down in front of these windows that are open and they fly in to the room that you are all in. How many are there? Well, right now, well, I guess they probably are all going to come in. And there is a pack of five of them that fly into this room that you're all that you're all in. Two of them are going to slash out at least at the uh, town's people. Great, that means there are three left to attack us. One of them opens its mouth, and as it does that, a burst of cold air comes shooting out. And let's see, I'm going to roll dexterity saving throws for the two townspeople that are right in front of it by the, the first two windows. And one of them saves. The other does not, and they are going to take... Five cold damage, and uh, the one that saved is going to take half as much. Two or three? Two. Two. It's rounded down. 
one of the other ice methods, that's what they're called, that flew in is going to take a swipe at the um, seeing the, the villager who uh, was more impacted by this icy breath is going to take a, a claw attack at them and um, take a swipe. Uh, that is not going to hit. The other three that fly in, where are you two standing? So there were four windows. Who are you each by? Um, I'm in the empty window. You're in the empty win- window. Zanafia, which window did you go to? I just ran up to probably... I'm just going to run up to the second... Well, no. I'm going to just run up to the one that Serafina was That Serafina was at. Okay, so... She's just holding her arrow. Yeah, okay. So you are you run up to the one that Serafina is standing at, and... Um, or that that's where you're standing now because you already ran up there. One of these ice demons or ice methods is going to fly in through that window and is going to also use its breath attack on you two, on the two of you that are standing there. I need you to, again, make a dexterity saving throw. And Serafina also needs to make a dexterity saving throw. She did not save, throw. I can guarantee Four. you. Oof. Or yeah, and she also rolled poorly. She rolled a, a seven. Um, so Seth? you are. Oh, each... you don't need to. No, it's just the two of you that it was able to get. You are each going to take uh, five damage. Arr. Doesn't work for. And you see, you see, Seraphina. <sighs> She's, she's like standing right in front of this creature. Um, it, it stops sort of right in front of the two of you. Um, so she's looks like her her arm, like her skin is, is just like cracking from the cold and looks very, very cold right now. Uh, let's see, there were two more. One of them is going to fly in by you, Darusith, and take a claw attack. That is a nine. That doesn't work. Okay, and... I, w- I would have rather it had used its breath attack on me. <laughs> I'm better at saving throws than armor, probably. Okay, and the last one is going to fly in and take a swipe at Xenophia with its claws, and that is a ten to hit. Nope. Okay. All right, if it flies in and... Uh, it tries to claw at you as it's flying past um, and lands in front of you, but you, um, you're still reeling from the pain of this breath attack and you um, sort of move abruptly out of the way and it just manages to, to miss you. Let's see, where are we at in my counter? I have a counter running and it is down to zero. You here. Oh, I need to roll one more die. Ooh. Oh, they rolled well. Okay. They were stealthy. You hear galloping in the distance, coming from down the road, emerging from the line of forest that the road disappears into. That's currently, uh, it is covered in, or you know, on the left and right side by these 
snow-covered huge trees. Uh, you see this rider galloping at breakneck speed on a very white horse. It almost looks like it's it's almost... The horse itself is almost glowing in a way. It's it's a little bit unnerving and unnatural looking, but you it it pounds against the ground as it flies through down the road, and it come they they come careening out of the forest, and uh, some of the some of the branches of the snow-covered trees at the edge of the woods by the road are reaching out over the road and the rider hits some of the branches as they're they're coming through uh, but it's it's like an evergreen so it kind of like bounces off of them but as this happens snow just goes flying into the air and you see this rider careening down the road in this like explosion of snow and they come galloping down uh, and they look up and they see this scene where the windows of of this the the town hall are open and they seem to have seen these creatures flying in through the windows and as they get up to the building they're able to make it just up to the building you hear them pull back on the reins of their riding horse and leap off yeah you hear them leap off and uh, hit the ground and you hear the door downstairs fly open and that is their turn. That's, that's I think, about as far as it's reasonable for them to get on this turn. Uh, is it my turn then? It is. No, we are at the top of the order. It is Zenafia's turn. No, I never went after the ice demons though. Oh, good point. It is your turn. I am going to smash the... I'm going to... Can I reach two of the ice demons? Yes. Um, and can I use sneak attack on one of them? I assume all the windows are relatively close. Well, to sorry, let me let me correct what I just said. So there was one that flew in by you, and there are two over by Zenafia and Serafina. So if you make your way over there, though, there that window it's like ten feet away. So you would have to take an attack of opportunity from the from the one that's in front of you. To get over there. All right, I'll just attack this one twice. I am going to use my unarmed strike on it twice. My first attack is going to be a 17 to hit. Yowza. Okay, I'll roll that damage first. That's going to be five bludgeoning damage for the first attack. Okay. Five bludgeoning damage. Okay, so you strike at it with your first attack, and just like the other night, your fist impacts, and this spider web of cracks spread out from where you you hit it. (coughs) Okay, take your other attack. I'm going to hit it again. Uh, That's going to be 11 to hit. Just hits. They do not have very good armor. Another five damage. <laughs> okay. So your other your other palm comes forward and strikes again in the same place, and more of these spider cracks 
uh, spread out from the impact to the point where now it looks the, the creature's entire body basically is just this web of cracks and it looks like you could practically just tap it and it would shatter um, but it is still just barely holding together it is now the townspeople's turn and they are going to set they they throw down their bows and they all draw their short swords that they have on them and they are going to to strike out at the ice demons that are in front of them i'm going to have seraphina go first she's going to attack one of the ones um by you and that is for sure a hit and she's going let's see that is going to hit man so many ones uh she's going to do five damage and she's going to swipe at it again, swipe back um, from the other direction, and uh, that that blow does not manage to land a hit. The uh, other two, the the other two villagers are going to swipe at the ones by them for one hit for one of them. So you see uh, towards the other end of uh, this long open room that you're all currently in. One of the other villagers takes their sword and swipes across and manages to catch one of these ice demons across the chest and it carves a a deep scratch into their icy form. And then their second attack, they swipe back or they, they pull back and stab forward with the sword into into this crack that they've created and they are going to do another six damage and then finally the the last townsperson takes their attacks and those are both gonna hit oh boy they did good they managed to strike two blows on the ice demon that you that uh, the one that did not use its breath, breath weapon on the other end, they they land two really good blows on it. It is still uh, it is still flying there. They're all kind of hovering in front of you with their wings, but it is looking uh, pretty hurt. It is back to our rider now that I I'm putting them into the order. You hear this heavy plate armor clanking and clamoring up the stairs. Emerging from the downstairs, you see this tall, very bulky-looking individual with, uh, and they're 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 covered head to toe in heavy plate armor. Are they as tall as I am? They're probably not quite as tall as you. You both are very tall. Um, they're probably about six feet tall, so they're a little bit shorter than you. They come up the stairs, and so they're covered in this armor, and it is the cleanest armor that you've ever seen, especially for someone who just came riding through a forest, a snowy forest, and got off their horse. They do have, like, you know, from there was that explosion of snow that that happened, um, and they do have some snow on their armor, but anywhere that there is not snow on the armor, it is perfectly spotlessly clean. Christine? Christine, yes. The snow uh, probably it is, helps. It is um, gold and silver-plated armor with these intricate designs carved into or um, uh, imprinted into them 
and their head is covered with a, a helm and the, the armor is covering their entire body. It's very uh, ornately designed. They come up the stairs and draw a long sword. They run at the creatures that are standing at towards the end of the uh, the other side of, of where you two are. So the other they're on, they're on the other side of the room and uh, where the two ice demons are. They are going to swing out with their sword. They're going to take one attack. And that is 18. That will hit. Um, so they strike out at the creature that the other villager had just swung at. They do 11 slashing damage. They they cut across with their sword, and this ice demon just blasts into icy pieces. Ice all o- goes flying all over the room. As they do that, however the creature just explodes outward Duck! in all directions and the two villagers are going to make saving throws as well as this in this um, knight in shining armor I guess one of the villagers of shining armor. Uh, failed to make their save that's not too bad um, and they are going to take some damage from these shards of ice. Then this knight is going to swing out at the other one that's over there. Natural 20. So they, after destroying this first ice uh, demon, they, they spin on their heel toward the other one that's there and come striking down from on top in a downward motion. That is going to do... Hopefully a lot of damage. Probably. I don't know that it'll be enough. They rolled kind of low. 11 damage. Not as much as... Not as much as would have been nice, but not bad. Um, so they, they come swiping down uh, on this creature and cut a jagged scratch across the front of it. Screeches as this happens. Xenophia, you're up. Okay, I want to. Could I turn to a wolf and then attack? It's an action. Yeah, it's an action. So you can you can transform, but you can't make an attack on this turn. Then I'm just going to attack. Its AC is better than. Okay, then I am going to turn to. I'm going to do. Turn to a wolf. Wait. First, I'm going to ask Stephanie, do you think this house can support a wolf? Support a wolf? What? What? She just looks at you quizzically. She has no idea what you're talking about. Um, that I'm, doesn't even make sense. I'm a druid. I can turn into animals. So are you going to turn into a wolf? I'm asking if she thinks. Do you think that this the, the floor is not going to fall through of the by the weight of a wolf doesn't weigh that much. Okay, then I'm going to turn to a wolf. Okay. <laughs> I don't know very much about that kind of stuff. <laughs> you're not an you're not a structural engineer. Ah. Uh-uh. You're I'm a druid, not a structural engineer. <laughs> I'm both. Oh wait, no, I'm not a druid. 
I only wish Willis were here so I could say, what you talking about, Willis? What? <laughs> and neither of you get that. Nope. All right, you turn into a wolf. Are you doing any, are you moving or anything or staying put? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay put. Okay. It is now their turn. Uh, surveying what is now happening, they are going to cast Fog Cloud like you experienced the previous evening. A sudden fog of cloud covers the inside of this entire room. You mean room. cloud of fog, right? <laughs> what did I say? Fog of cloud. <laughs> I think he said cloud of fog, actually. No, he said fog of cloud. <laughs> oh, maybe he did. <laughs> I think because I'm reading the, the stat sheet while I'm talking and my brain just isn't always working right. So you, this, this cloud of fog covers the inside of this room and you're just completely blinded by it all out of nowhere and you hear them fly out the windows you actually feel them bump into you a little bit as they make their way out if they bump um, into me could i would i make no, an, an attack of opportunity you do not get an attack of opportunity when you're blinded <laughs> sorry dang the the them bumping into you is just for uh Wait, but narrative she, effect. She, she has dark vision. Doesn't matter. It's uh, not dark. It's it's. I thought that was you're, like you're here. blinded by it. Not um, it's not dark. It's not like this. Well, right, but dark vision. And in like in scary. magical in magical darkness, dark vision also won't help you. Mm. So they escape through the window, and you hear them flying off. But you're still covered. Like this entire room right now is just completely coated in fog. But they have left the room. Um, do I remember if the window is like low enough that I could just jump out of it and land on the ground? It's probably about 15 feet off the ground. I would have to make like a check, right? Sure. You are a monk. Would that count as an action? Uh, I will say for the purpose of this, unless you are chasing them down, you can be out of combat. I mean, I was thinking I would ju jump out the window so I could get out of the fog cloud and then shoot at them. Go ahead. What is that a check I... or do I just jump out the window? You can roll either athletics or acrobatics. Acrobatics it is. Maybe it should be dex. I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's a saving throw. It will be all be the same, except for acro except for athletics. Natural 20. Okay, you jump out. Uh, you jump out the window in front of you. Uh, you. You can feel like you're able to feel where the windowsill is and you leap out. You're like Legolas in Lord of the Rings. You come <laughs> flying down. But, but, but if Legolas were, a, you know, half dragon... And could breathe lightning. He'd be like, he'd be way more intimidating, I think, uh, than you know. I as as an I, elf. But as I'm to make it basically the same as Legolas, even though I was thinking about this before you said that. <laughs> as I jump out the window, I'm unsling my bow and I'm gonna shoot an arrow after them. Okay, you know the unfortunate thing is that no one sees this happen. <laughs> no, nobody in the room sees this amazing uh, stunt that you're doing. You're like. You're doing like a, a 360 flip in the air as you pull your bow off of your back and 
The problem is I'm probably just going to totally miss. And take... Uh, I'm not going to miss. That's going to be 16 to hit. Man, if that was a natural 20, that would have been pretty Oh my amazing. gosh, that would have been amazing. Uh, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you advantage just because this is such a cool move. This is a uh, yes. rule of cool, okay? We'll see. Oh, I was one off. <laughs> 19. I rolled a 19. Oh well, 23. I'm going to assume that's going to hit. That will definitely hit one of them. What's the damage on Sharpa? Roll 1d6 plus 2. Six damage. So you leap out the window. You're spinning in the air, pulling your bow off of your back. You sling an arrow into it, let it fly, and you watch as the ice demon that you had struck with your fist and was just like basically cracks about to everywhere. Yeah. The arrow, you you see it as you're flying through the air with your keen eyes, and you let the arrow fly, and it hits it perfectly square in the back as it's flying away, and it oh, do the ones around it have to make saving throws? Pieces. They do. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you thought about that. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Uh, oh okay. Um, okay, let's see. I need one. I need all, all these dice to roll for them. Because they were all in a cluster of trying to fly away. Oh, that rolled off. Uh, I need a DC... DC 10. Uh, two of them failed the save. Yes. Yes. And uh, Levi, I'm going to let you roll the damage. 1d8. Okay. Please roll an 8. 2. Ooh. Dang. That's too bad. That could have been All really right. good. Yeah. As they, uh, it explodes outwards and... Uh, you see the rest of them flinch a little bit from this hit. One of them is looking really badly hurt. Uh, actually, two of them are looking really badly hurt. They're, it looks like they're barely even able to fly, uh, but they're 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 making their way as fast as they can for the the edge of the forest. And um, two of them are are looking hurt, but mostly okay. They're gonna fly away. Are you gonna? Are you thinking about chasing them? Um, since I don't have my breath weapon, I don't think so. If I had my breath weapon, I would try to blast them out of the sky. But I already well, they're that. yeah. I mean, they're yeah, and they're they're gonna be. You'd have to be sprinting after them because they're gonna be moving as fast as they can. Nah, I'm just gonna go back in. And wait, as this happens, you Adeline just hears like, she just hears me. She hears like a th- on the threshold of the window and then a whoosh as I jump out. And then twang, screech, shatter. <laughs> huh, I wonder what happened And then out she there. just hears the doors open. <laughs> uh, the door the door was already open from the oh, okay. night coming in earlier. They didn't, the do- they didn't bother to shut it behind them. They also didn't take off their shoes. 
which is really pretty rude of them actually to come inside and not take their shoes off. But I mean, it's the middle of a battle. I don't think I don't think the townsfolk cared considering. I mean, I don't know. You're in somebody else's house. You got to take your shoes off. And it's also kind of armor shoes. Yeah. Boots. Um, so you land outside after this wild maneuver and you're heading back inside? Yes. The door is open. You rush back in. Duraseth, you can hear everyone upstairs fumbling around. It sounds like trying to find their way to the stairs to come down. And they start making their way down the stairs and you see the townspeople, you see Serafina come down first. Zanafi, I assume you're coming down as well? Yes. You come down and you you feel your way to the the side of the wall where the stairs are and manage to make your way to the banister and follow it down. You can hear people walking down the stairs in front of you and emerging from the fog you see standing near the bottom of the stairs is Duraseth and... Serafina is making her way down in front of you and following closely behind is uh, are the other two townspeople who we haven't really talked about yet, William and Wilbur. And they they all come down behind you and then you hear this, these heavy footfalls, somewhat noisy clanking, sounds like clanking armor as the knight or soldier or whatever they are. You had seen them ride their horse into the village they make their way down (laughs) what are you doing Levi over there tell us you gotta tell everybody he's making he's banging two invisible coconuts together uh, like in Monty Python and the Holy Grail for uh, anyone who's seen it so <laughs> you hear these heavy footfalls start making their way to the stairs and emerging from the thick fog, you see this knight emerge. You're able to see their feet and their legs, which are covered in this silver and gold, uh, very clean, very shiny armor intricately designed followed by their breastplate and their arms and they're still holding this great sword that they're carrying down in front of them and their helmet emerges from the fog last as they make their way down they are fully covered head to toe in this very shiny armor there is also some fur that you can see sticking out in places uh clearly this this armor has been crafted not only to be both beautiful and effective in its protection of the wearer but also uh, not only protecting them from physical harm but also protecting them from the elements in the this brutal weather that they have around here they make their way down and standing in front of you is this knight in i guess you could say shining armor their armor is pristinely clean and shiny except for where there is some snow and ice that has managed to tarnish it just a little bit just a little bit And with that, we are going to call it a night.